Yes. <laughs> it did it. Oh, is there? <laughs> you're sideways, honey. Yeah. yeah. You look good, though. Mm-hmm. We are on air. Welcome back. This is episode two of B5 Radio. Um, JJ will not be joining us this time around, but they are here with us in spirit, as so all of you are. But it's just me and Grace today. We're going to be having a very great special guest today that's all types of big and bad that stomps about through every garden. Um... I am Jeannie Green, pronouns they, them, she, her. And I'm Grace Abler. My pronouns are she, her. And if you don't know, we started this radio show as a way to give art, to have like a continuous art creativity flowing through the pandemic for us to create a specific art medium for queer artists of all different kinds of work and backgrounds and spectrums. So they can just have a place to gather and mingle and have all that great queer art in one place. And the most biggest favorite one of mine is just to come together and create queer joy because like it's a pandemic and queer joy is very, very, very sacred. This is also a way for us to give a spotlight to those queer artists that need to be shined just like the way that they deserve to be. They deserve to have their voices uplifted and B-Fly Radio is that platform. Um, And lastly, this is a way for us to promote fundraising for our mutual aid, which brings us into the Butterfly News. We actually surpassed our goal of 2,500 and we have 2,700 to donate to 27 black and brown trans folks and MKE. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah, yeah, we love to see it. Big excitement there. Thank you, community, for helping us surpass the goal. Thank you very much. We are also currently distributing our self-defense kits, which we which was also done in collaboration with um, Milwaukee Self-Defense Fund. Um, Shouts out to DJ Chat, shouts out to Camille, AKA your neighborhood Dyke and all the other community organizers that definitely showed up for us and gave love and support to the collective because it hasn't been easy through this pandemic. So like take this art and consume it. Yeah, get inspired by it. Enjoy it. Yeah. This today's episode theme is identity. Yeah. Um, What does identity mean to you? Who is Grace Adler? What is Grace's Adler's identity? (laughs) Crazy question. (laughs) I I mean, 
I don't know. Like, obviously we're about to talk about it. So we'll find out a little bit, but for me, identity, it's always been something that in some ways I kind of like rebel against is maybe like too dramatic of a way of putting it, but definitely as I was getting into high school and was like sort of figuring out like, Oh, falling into like with these people or that people, this thing or that thing, it was kind of like, well, why do I need to be like part of a category? Like maybe that sounds really cliche, but I was like, it's I, but you can't be in a category because you're always going to be a few different things. Like when I started, when I started realizing that I was queer, I was thinking about like, when I would think about it, I wouldn't, I didn't really know like what word I wanted to use for it. Cause I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. None of them seemed like they fit quite right. Cause they all just like come with their own baggage and like people have their specific ideas about what certain labels of like gay, lesbian, bi, like they have their own ideas of what they think it's going to be. And not that that's wrong. Cause we all do that for anything in all sorts mm-hmm. of circumstances. But yeah, it's definitely been like, I've always like pushed back against the, like sometimes I won't even want to tell people anything about me because <laughs> you just know that someone has an idea. Like, even if it's like, oh, I'm from like, I'm from this town. Like people are going to have an idea about that town. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> like, I'll tell, it's not like I like keep everything a secret, but sometimes you just know that people are going to take things like one way or another. Yeah, definitely. Just because um, as the society, as we go through society, I feel like certain connotations get attached to certain labels and that would put forth that hindrance. And I understand you in that definitely because um, I would I would be in workplaces and I would just be like, I'm not going to tell these people I'm trans. Like, <laughs> like, they don't need to know that glamorous side of my life. Um, I'm, I'm here to fry some French fries. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and sometimes with stuff like that, too, it's one of those things where it can feel almost unfair that you have to, like, come out about in quotes, you know, in a kind of way where it's like, Hopefully there's going to be a future sometime soon where it's just part of how you introduce yourself and people don't make those assumptions and people ask. It's not like you walk into a space and people assume that you're cis and straight automatically. Like ideally we're not going to have to do the whole coming out business. Like that seems strange. Yeah, coming out is very weird because it's like, it's like, it's almost like I have to put words together to explain who I am to people that may or may not understand it. And then you may have to do like more explanation. And like, I don't know, I, I don't know, I, I feel like we, in doing that, I feel like it makes it a little bit easier to carry certain things in your life, to go about certain things, just because, like, I feel like our identity is in everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what was something that I've been thinking about and what I'm curious to see what you think is, like, what when you were a kid, 
what were like in your mind, big things about your identity. Like something for me is when I was a kid, a big part of my identity was that I had freckles. And that mm. felt like significant to me because I was yeah. just like, okay, okay. That's a good point. As a kid, I had a gap and that mm-hmm. was a part of my identity because I had a gap. My brother had a gap and like a few other people in my family had gaps. And so like, that was just something that was always a part of my identity. And then like, as I went through puberty, puberty was just like, no. <laughs> so it right into place. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's interesting too, that it was like, something where you felt connected to your family with it also that I would definitely say like hair is another thing growing up where like you like there's like a point where you're growing up you just have to accept certain things like yeah this is part of who I am and that's definitely a part of it um coming out was like Coming out was like a little bit weird for me just because like I was already I already came to terms with like who I am, with who I was. I was just like you could say unquote unquote closeted for very for like five plus eight years, you know. So it was just like lots of like combusting energy about to come out and like really like explain who the person is that they see every day you know um I think that's what makes identity so complex is that like you we can all be so confident in it we can feel in it but at the same time like we know since people have these connotations attached to certain words that makes it such like a a hard way to like break those binds yeah Yeah. And even like the connotations that they have attached to you also, like I remember in high school when I was having like my first relationship with a girl and I went, I was good friends with this girl in high school who I had gone to grade school with. So we had known each other for like a super long time. Mm. And I remember it was easier for me to tell my other friends who I just had met in high school, like about my relationship. And it made me more nervous to tell this girl that I had known for a longer time, not because we weren't as close or I didn't think she was going to have a good reaction, Mm -hmm. but it was just because she had known me for so many more like phases. Not that like my identity is like a phase or anything like that, but yeah, had known me for so much longer and had like, an image of me more in her mind, or at least that's how I felt. So it definitely, I had to like psych myself up a little bit to like mention it, but it was obviously like not a big deal once I did. Hey, hey, we love to say it's not a big deal, but it is a big deal deal to fucking get up on that mountain and be like, this is who I am, you know? Because like, it's our first time, it's to, someone that doesn't know to someone that already has like a set idea notion image in their head of who you are and like that's a big deal to just like break that whole thing for somebody (laughs) and like it's okay I feel like it's a part of like growth and um growth on other people's behalf definitely of like for somebody to come to you and be like this is who I am and so now they have to completely 
reshape and just like take the time to really get to know who's in front of you. Yeah. And I feel like too, when, when I've had moments of people coming to me with things like that, of sharing something about themselves that they, it's like difficult for them. I usually like, I always feel so like, I'm always so touched by it. I'm like, wow, like you felt like you could tell me that's like, I don't know. It always makes me feel like super, super lucky that they were able to like feel okay enough to say something like that to me and be so vulnerable. Mm -hmm. It is vulnerable. It is very vulnerable. Cause um, you never know if you're going to be put, you never know if it's going to be healthy or hostile, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, For, for years, I thought me, me coming out to my family was going to be hostile. It was hostile in certain aspects Mm -hmm. with certain people. It definitely was, but not everybody and not as violent as I imagined, you know, but yeah, sometimes, you know, like we have to like put ourselves in uncomfortable situations to get to that, like comfortability Otherwise, yeah. And I, I say that because, like, it would be uncomfortable to go from one dynamic of, like, ah, yes, like, I know I'm accepted over here. Yes, this is my jam. I can get this pink sugar and this purple and this, da 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 da. But then I have to go back over here and I have to get these blues. I have to get these greens and I have to get all of this. But it's uncomfortable. Just knowing that, like, you have to put a face on while you're over here, yeah, and not even, and not even be your full authentic self. Yeah. yeah, and and I I would expect that like you even like feel this in a like much like different and more apparent like way than I do. Like identifying as something and then feeling like you don't look like it so people aren't going to see that in Mm -hmm. you like sometimes I like that people might look at me and be like oh she seems straight (laughs) and sometimes I'm like oh that's really like that's really lame that someone would think that (laughs) you know like it's a weird thing to think about Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day it also is it doesn't really matter yeah no it does not matter um do you identify just as a queer woman or do you identify yeah I just queer is like what I've been using lately (laughs) because like one thing something that I sort of like the gears like clicked recently is like why that feels more good than saying like gay or bi or I don't know something else is Mm -hmm because it's the way it's not just like who I'm attracted to or like who I'm going to sleep with or like whatever it's how I see the world in like a deeper sense like yes there is a relationship component that like has to be there like if it's not there like you're like something is you can't like just hop in but yeah it's definitely more than that it's like how I think about things how I process things things that I notice and I'm going to take in how I interact with other people. Yeah. And even like, I had someone explain to me once that 
like queer theory is the act of bringing in mm. rather than pushing away. Mm -hmm. Which I need to I need to do a little more research on what's going on there, but that was just a really beautiful image for me and made a lot of sense. That's lovely. That's lovely. Well, I think it's lovely to work with another queer woman. It's lovely to be in space with you. It's lovely to be in community. And, you know, we accept you as you are. <laughs> Thank you. Likewise, likewise. Thank you. Which brings us to who our guest is today. I think highly of her. She's also known as the co-founder of the Butterfly Collective. Like she, she birthed this with us, you know, she, she helped this with us. She got it off the ground, like, ladies and gentlemen, theys and thems and all of the gender redacted people out there, we are going to be having flowers forever on the show. And um, those of you that do not know who Flowers Forever is, she is a Black trans woman of, I want to say, of the high music caliber but like she just does everything she can does every, anything and everything in the music world just because like she's very very talented she's a very artistic woman and um we we love that in her and to be so honored to have started to start something so beautiful so community driven with someone like this and to just know someone that's so creative and artistic is such a pleasure and if you've been listening to our last episode <laughs> you might remember or recognize flowers she had a track um i think it was fairy dust yeah her track fairy dust was featured yeah. in the first episode so you'll if you like that you're gonna get a little more of a taste today in which also if you didn't know our intro music is done by none other than the the lovely queen herself yeah, so big, big love to flowers. You are listening to Butterfly
You are listening to Butterfly Radio. Oh, hello. Hello. There she is. How are you? I am well. I literally like have been running around these past like two, three hours, like getting prepared for this and also doing other errands. Um, so I'm doing really good. I'm really excited. I'm really Awesome. Really fucking happy. We're happy to have you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so, who are you? What do you do? What are your pronouns, bitch? Who am I? Uh huh. Who, who is this flowers forever, girl? <laughs> Shoot. Well, the whole name is Flowers Nightless Forever. Um, it's forever for sure. Um, flowers, if you're real familiar. My pronouns are she, her, hers. Um, and I am a Milwaukee artist. I produce as well as write and uh, perform on my own songs. I am that bitch pretty much for short. So, yeah. Literally. Thank <laughs> I like that. That bitch for short. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The constant vibe. It's the constant vibe I try to carry. Not even trying. We're doing it at this point. Yeah, it's visible. Do you want to give any sort of intro to the special performance that our listeners and viewers are going to get from you? Absolutely. Um, The first song I'm going to share with y'all is my favorite song. I made this one night when like the sky was pink as shit. And I felt mad reflective to the point where I was like, mm, it's sinking into me. I'm feeling like I'm being captivated. Something Tinkerbell like. And so I thought to channel such energy since I'm a fairy myself. And this song is called Fairy Does. I hope it makes you bop around and boop boop like a little fairy. You are listening to Butterfly Radio. Yeah. Um, hi. I'm at the park. Hey. It's flowers forever. On Butterfly Radio. Thanks for having me.
You are listening to Butterfly Radio. Hi, y'all at B-Fly Radio. It's Flowers again. Hope you enjoyed my preview song. This one is a personal favorite. This one comes from a very direct space of just like my experience. And I'm sure many of our experiences just being trans and being surrounded by cis people who fucking assume. Song is called POV. POV specifically because when we correct people or when we like choose to like turn the other cheek, rarely so from the other side, people ever think to like actually consider our point of view when they're misgendering us or they're like hassling us or they're laughing behind us at the fucking gas station. So out of just going into that situation about a thousand times now, and feeling like there needs to be a healthy way to like get that shit out and just say exactly what I feel to those individuals. This song is dedicated to that. I hope y'all, I hope they see y'all one. <laughs> yes. At the end of the day. So yeah. this song is called POV. Enjoy. You are listening to Butterfly Hey, they call me bitch cause they mad I How you call me on my name and expect me to be cute How you throw in the shade and expect me not to move That you be up on your way for I throw you off your roof Great <laughs> Rub Hey, yeah that stage set up was there any meaning behind that 
any meaning. Hmm. <laughs> Quite intuitive you are, Jamie. Oh, yes, honey. Yes. Um, well, I think the inspiration mainly is I really just want like a reflection into my world. You know, I like kind of just live inside my imagination and whatnot. And just like, I feel like my music should like come from a place like that. Or, you know, if I'm doing my modeling shit too, I want to be in that space where I'm just mad fucking comfortable and like in my environment. Mm -hmm. My favorite part of this entire thing though, specifically, is this little meal. Yeah. This little meal to me is like the gateway. This is my Narnia right here. This Ooh. is my little mirror to the nightless dimension right here. Uh-huh. You know, and depending on the mood, you know, I can be like very light, very like within my purple energy and whatnot. And I'd be feeling there and it'll reflect off of me in that way. Or I could be just like very fucking sunny, you know, very nice. And like, you know, we could keep it there. Usually I just, the main goal is to serve it as like a reflection towards like what I'm immediately feeling in the moment. And just like at least getting like the purest reflection off that. So hence the mirror and also the lights. So that's what this little studio sub is to me right now. And I'm like really excited to like continue to make like work that I'm working on, like in like songs and like shit just in this space because it feels so good. Oh my gosh, it feels so fucking relaxing. I don't even like. There's just some nights where I don't think I'm on fucking earth and like I'm in the nightless dimension and that's like damn near how it feels every night. And like, feel like when people want to see your work or want to see your personality, like you want to be in the space to bring that forth fully and like in, in like very strong, like clarity as well. So yeah, that's what this setup is. This setup is my like damn near dimension. So my garden. It's very submersive, very captivating. Thank you. Aww. Yeah, and that's cool too. Like I feel like a lot of people with these quarantine pandemic times that mm -hmm. we are in fact in, I feel like it's really cool that you're able to make a space that you can feel so inspired in. Cause I know I'm like getting a little uninspired by my room personally. Mm. Like I'm a little, I'm getting a little tired, but yeah, mm. space is super important and can really affect like where your flow is at. Absolutely. And I think like in terms of whether if you're like a creative or even not, like whether it's just like, I don't know, whatever you're doing, whether it's work or if it's just somewhere where like you play video games in the rec room or if it's somewhere where you specifically get your makeup done. I just feel very strongly about spaces being very like, very like creative and reflective to the point where it conjures like inspiration. It, mm -hmm. co it conjures that lust for life. But I feel like everyone, regardless of, regardless of work, you know, can create those settings within their own, like, you know, their own homes. I feel like that's essential. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan of like decorating your space exactly how you want to. And like mm -hmm. having that be important and not just frivolous. 
like, oh, why would I like, why would I buy like a poster? Like it, do, it doesn't, or like, why do I need a rug? Like it, you, right. rugs are nice and it makes it feel cozy. Not that like specifically like insert whatever is nice and cozy to you here, but <laughs> like that's important. It is, it is. I love it when I see it on a very like autonomous level too, where it's like very specific to like your like personality or like, your your needs or your like area of work because like there's like a scale of it too there's like okay like you decide to get like all purple like you know rugs all purple like you know like fur tables and shit you want to because that reflects who you are and I feel like on the other other end of that there's like the live laugh love like sticker that people like (laughs) on the wall (laughs) like I feel like, yes, that's a starting point. <laughs> I also feel like the real like power comes from where you walk into this room and you're like, holy shit, this is me. Love your eye makeup, yeah. by the way. I've been just like really staring into your eyes just because of because of that. It almost looks like you have it like pierced. Yeah. I've also been like doing makeup inspired by like the creatures I hear in my songs or in my beats and like kind of just like assimilating to that point to like the fact where it's just like these certain qualities I see. Like there's this one look that I like, I'm not doing today, but like I've been doing recently. Um, It's where like, I'll like take the branches of like my nose and like kind of do a similar thing, but then it branches out to like my cheekbones and like loops back up and like it hides within my dreads. And it's like, I've been hearing this fucking like soul tiger like in my like beats lately. And just like, I've been like placing in there, it's this little sound and it just like echoes and carries. And I feel like the echo, like, you know, like takes the form of like this cloud or some shit. I'm so glad you said that actually. Cause I feel like with art, there's like a really big push that you have to have all this like intention and backstory to it which helps and you know Mm -hmm. that's like that's also nice but like your art can inspire your art like you're saying like as you're making things you hear things within it and then it starts taking on this life of its own like it tells you where it needs to go you don't have to think of like I this big thing happened to me so I need to make this about it you know Mm -hmm. like oh you're so damn right like uh you said it so perfectly. Like, and I will never like, it feels like when you go into that process, you won't ever have to start looking for things really hard because like things are just like, you're making yourself available just to like receive whatever like spontaneous like creation there is in the moment, whatever idea it is. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like the most beautiful creations come like, like from that. And I feel like there is spaces for like big backstories and whatnot, but like, I think that comes such very like towards the end of like a creation, I think for me, versus like necessarily the beginning. Can I ask you, was there any, um, what was the thought behind your wardrobe, your wardrobe selection in the music video? (laughs) Um... (laughs) I was just like, (laughs) like these two songs make me feel like very free. And I just want to reflect that. 
And that's all I really want out of it. And I let, like I was saying earlier, I did not have to look for that shit. It was just me like, okay, like not like in a physical sense, but like in the idea sense, like am I trying for it? No, I just thought I was just like, oh shit, this white skirt is hot. But I never like ever paired this white skirt with this like really tight mesh like bodysuit that I have next to it. You know what, conveniently, that looks pretty cute. So I decided <laughs> to try it on. And I was like, that shit is hot. And so like yes, the look yes. just was not cool. They yeah. served, they carried all the way through. Yes, we love Thank you. it. Thank you, for, thank you for serving us that delicious meal. Can we ask you, um, go for it. fashion during the quarantine? Oh, oh yes, flowers. Therapy. <laughs> Therapy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're dolls. We love clothing. Okay, clothing. Yes. That thing that just gives us that euphoria. Like, I yes. Mm-hmm. I, I I really aim for like <laughs> I aim for like damn near like gender euphoria every day and like I damn near like I, I'd say most days like I accomplish it but like I don't know some days when I do feel like shit and I'm just like I need like a little pick me up or a little reminder that I'm that bitch my closet's often a very good way of reminding me that very sufficient. Gender euphoria is something that, like, as you said, that you got to strive for it every day. Like, every day. Th- there's at least, like, one gay item that I'm wearing. That's that's what I try to go for, is at least one gay item. <laughs> yes, babe. So for Fluffy, do you categorize it as an album or an EP? It is an album, but... The more I listen to it, the more I think of it as a mixtape, to be completely honest with you. The Thrax, the Heat. (laughs) A mixtape? Honestly. (laughs) It felt to me a lot like like producer albums, like when producers come out with records Mm -hmm. where like it's mostly to, to just like show off like the beats and stuff they've been working on. Mm-hmm. like you're a really good producer your production is so fun to listen to and like all the little like layers you add on to it like there's mm-hmm. a lot going on there yes thank you thank you I've been a producer for like I think I was a producer before I actually started like writing and like performing and recording so I've been dabbling in music since I was like 10 I had a band at 12 and broke up that same year and then from there I've been playing with production so damn that's 12 damn that's 14 years bitch yeah and you can totally tell when you listen to the mixtape like one thing that really stood out to me is in a couple different songs you mentioned not feeling any shame Mm. and I was curious like how did you like what was the process because of course I mean I would I would guess you feel shame like sometimes because like everyone has their moments you know but I was thinking about like what like how did you get to that point of just like being like you know what this is me and I'm really into it 
before I came out, I was super, super fucking afraid of just people's judgments. I would always do like the stick and poke test, I'd call it. I'd show like a little queerness and just see how that person would react. And I'd let it tell me if I could really be comfortable in the moment. Now I can, to be very honest with you, I've done that test with so many people and I think I can only count two people ever who I've ever felt real comfortable with at those early stages. So shame would always come from a place of like a feeling of having like guilt inflicted upon me and like for being like just who I am. And like that always like really hurt me like just growing up and like the feeling like internalized to the point where it was just like, you're gonna fucking burst. And not in a good way if, mm-hmm. like, you don't let that go. Like, because there is no shame in just being, just being who you are. There is no shame in telling you, in telling girl or people that, like, no, like, I'm a fucking girl. Like, th- this is who I am. There's no shame in, like, dressing, like, comfortably how you see yourself to be fit, you know? Like... And I always like struggled with that. And I think like a couple years ago, I really got to a point where it was just like, first of all, it's not y'all fucking like place to have an opinion here. And I mean, you could use that quote with so many things with just like, like gender politics in general. But like, once I realized that and really just honed in and started to like really accept how I felt and just like feel really good in that shit too. Oh my God. I, I it almost like the shit fell off of me. And like, it's funny. Cause like the way you react to things change when you do that. Cause like before when someone would like, you know, tease me about my like nail polish or, or my slightly like, you know, not fully done makeup. Like I I would be like, I'd be like fucking quiet. (laughs) And I'd like, like actually affected. And now it is something that I'll like, if I hear that shit, I will turn around and look you dead in the eye and fucking laugh at you with a pure ass grin of joy. Just because like the shit doesn't matter. Like you realize I feel fucking great right now. I really hope you do too about yourself. But like you trying to make me feel like shit or ashamed of myself? Mm-mm, no. <laughs> you you don't get to like cross that boundary. No one does, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Ooh, the light turned on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, and there's moments of like reasonable shame too, like along the lines of like empathy and sympathy. And, and that's like a different sort of thing. But I think on a personal level, like, no. Especially even like on a sexual level too, like an openness about that, that I'm really just starting to embrace now. Like, I don't, I don't really feel fucking ashamed for that. God, like the last, colonialism tries to make you feel bad about your body. <laughs> like mm-hmm. no, yeah. I'm not fucking here for that. Especially when it comes to people of queer identity. So like, mm-mm. no shame, none at all. 
Yeah. And shame is so tricky in like the way I mm-hmm. think of shame, at least is it's this, ri- mm-hmm. this, this feeling of being pulled so inward in a, in a bad kind of a way where you can only focus mm-hmm. and nitpick on yourself to the point of like obsession mm-hmm. where you can't even take in what's going on around you. So you can't connect with people. You can't get out of your head. You can't move forward with a task because you're just so petrified by it. So yeah, Mm -hmm. that is so essential to being able to connect with other people in any kind of real way. You, it it won't let you be present at all if you're at that point. And then you'll just miss things going by you. You'll, You'll miss a really cute compliment too. And like, totally. maybe that compliment can really pick you up or maybe that compliment is just like really what you need to hear. But like, you know, if you're in those spaces, like sometimes it's really hard. And like, honestly, it's like up to the individual to have like a good support system and just like, you know, real onus within themselves to be like, I'm not fucking wrong here. Excuse my potty mouth, but I'm not wrong, you know? Or I don't need to like feel that sort of guilt, you know. You are listening to Butterfly
Your virtual date friend All I do is spend my time online 1-800 plastic baddies and brown eyes Why does motherboard text me now? Black, brown, and beach generation Shut shit down Don't wanna be soft and patient Air 404, fuck the system's unwaiting My mental state Is like withering flowers The moon is where I harvest My own magical powers Loopers and power The past four hours go by too quick You are listening to Butterfly Radio. Welcome back to B-Fly Radio. We are talking with Flowers, musician, and that bitch, for short. (laughs) That bitch at all times, for short. (laughs) So on Fluffy, you have a song called Dead Name. And we were curious if you could just give a little explanation of what a dead name is in case any listeners might not know. And then talk a little bit about how you came to Flowers as what people, how we all know you now and who you are. Okay. Um, so for those who don't know, a dead name is pretty much a previous name that you're given to at birth that you don't like associate with like yourself. And so like when you do like change your title or like even for like change your name, the previous name is referred to as a dead name just because like it's one of those things where you don't want to say it out loud either. Like, and I know some people who are like comfortable with like saying it, but in my experience, it's usually just for like, you know, like, oh, they referred me as like dead name or like when I was dead name, for example. Um, so that that's what a dead name is. It, it's actually just like such a perfect term to you because it's like, yeah, like that version, that, that very like undistilled, like tainted version of me isn't really me anyway. That shit was, is dead. That shit been dead, really. Rest in peace to the dead name y'all been calling me. Hey! (laughs) Bitch, call me by my name, bitch. Quit changing the frame. Not responsible for the picture that you came with. Hey, oh, we can wrap the whole song. We're fans. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Like, R.I.P. Um, okay. So, origin story time. Um, so basically, my grandparents on my mother's side, they had this garden in the back where they usually grew like vegetables and whatnot. Um, but in the corner, in the old soul hollow sacred corner, one no one really looks at, 
there was just like this small colony of like carnations and they were all they were all like lilac like purpley they're fucking beautiful and so like when i'd have spare time like to myself and like i was always a very like you know like when i'm by myself like okay i'm comfy like kind of kid like me and these colony of flowers would fucking talk to each other and have whole ass conversation and so like one day um we were just like talking and literally the babies were like just calling me flowers and i was just like that's my name ain't it i was like that sounds like my name and they're like yeah it is your name and i was just like <gasps> fulfillment and i was just like okay yes and so like ever since that moment like in my head, it's been like hardcore, like flowers. Like, like that's just who I am. That's literally who I am. I don't really know anything else. When people were referring to me as the dead name, whoop, there's your context explanation for that term. Um, literally, like, I would, it would just always like, you know, just that feeling materialized, like, mm, like this conversation isn't going well. Anyway. Yeah, it just started. They just referred me by that name. And so like, I, um, I've always just like held the name Flowers as my own. So when I came out, like it wasn't, yeah, like I already knew what my name and who I am, you know? So, but that didn't happen until fucking six, no, 15 years later, 15 years later. Um, I made it public though around 2016. And I got my name changed. Shout out to Alex Corona, LeBay. I hope you're well. I love you, darling. Um, with a little help to get the name changed in 2019. Um, so in that fact, in that, I'm actually one years old. Happy birthday. Well, not that it's today, but. <laughs> <laughs> September 12th, 2019. But yeah, so. Master Flowers Forever Origin Story. Um, oh, and even the middle name and last name. Jeannie likes um <laughs> Jeannie likes the name Nightless a lot. Nightless has always represented how should I say it? Like a a place in time. And by calling something nightless to me represents like that something doesn't necessarily change, that it always has been. Um, whether so, like whether it's day or night, you know, the flower, flower is always like there. Flowers is always there, and then forever is just emphasis. It's just like I'm always gonna be here, whether if it's in this physical body or not. Like I last eternally. Like I don't just go away. I don't believe that about myself. Like flowers is here to stay, darling. So that's the full name. That's the origin story. Wow. Yeah. That's like way more amazing of a story than I even like thought it could have been. That's so cool. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> to see it on an ID card too is like constantly one of my highs. Like just because it's just like not necessarily that I look for like government approval because not necessarily essential, but also <laughs> I can't deny and say like I don't like 
feel like a level of like confirmation that like I do enjoy, but like, you know, it's not essential and whatnot, you know? Like, you know your name, like, you know, Jeannie, Jeannie knew their name, you know? And like, fuck, if it was on a card or not, I'm still respecting Jeannie's name, you know? Thank you, Flowers. Yeah, Bye. and like having it on the card, like you're saying, obviously, you know, government, whatever, but it is just like one less thing where you don't have to try to like sit there and tell yourself like, it isn't what I want it to be, but that's okay. Like it's something where mm-hmm. you don't even have to go through that process of like coming to like coming to terms with it or like being at peace with it. You can just have it how you want it. And yeah. I mean, and honestly, like, I really hope like every like trans, like non-binary queer person, like who feels like, who knows their name and it just doesn't match, really just gets that experience too. Yeah. That really should be free if we don't be real. That should not be a like $300 ordeal necessarily. But of course. I would always joke that like, if I ever had kids that I would give them a terrible name, but then for their birthday, for like when they're like 13 or something, I would let them choose their name. (laughs) (laughs) That would be like, that would be a nice gift, honestly. Like, but also you put the 13 years of that, damn. Well, there's like- I wouldn't. (laughs) There's a famous skier who was like in the Olympics or whatever, but her parents let her name herself. So her name's like Peekaboo Street, right? Isn't that how the story goes? Whoa, yeah, that's such a dope name. They're like, what do you want your name to be? And she was like, Peekaboo. So her name's Peekaboo Street. Wow. We love that's it. I love that name. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. I, I also love how the both of us, our names have the same first and like last name letters like double F and a double G. Like I don't know how we did that, but <laughs> I, <did. laughs> I fucking think that's hot too. I remember like I had that thought like two months ago, damn near. But I we were messaging each other. I was just looking at your name and I was just like I don't know, I just started imagining like logos. Like if something really like, you know, is cohesive. So I just saw like the G one end, G reflected on the other end. And I was just like, that's a little Chanel, but like also like, I just love like, Deanie could play with that. (laughs) Do it, hun, do it, do it. Yeah, we love your, I love your creative process. Like just all of it in any aspect like there's a lot of creativity in anything that you do so like but more on a focal point what is your creative process for producing half the time i go in it not knowing where it leads me and then like as i go along as i like swim as i like swim through the fucking you know like soil before like poking my head out you know, the green grass. <laughs> I, I learned like the points of just like, oh, like, bitch, you really mad. Like, what you mad about? Bitch, I'm really mad at the fact that like my grandparents keep fucking with me with like my name in terms of just like, if, if this is a debatable thing. 
well, how do you really feel about that? Like, you know, like, what does that really, you know, speak towards? It speaks towards their dismissiveness. It's- I hate that fucking dismissiveness. You know, like, you know who else is dismissive? Your damn daddy's dismissive. Oops, mm-hmm. it's, I'm sorry. My sperm donor is mad. Yeah. It- so I'm like, th- this is the feeling you're gauging towards. So like, what are you really trying to say, Fars? I'm trying to say, just respect my fucking name without making a big hassle of it. Because the content in between those two steps is you just like making shit so hard because you're so hardwired to the program, you believe that everyone should follow. And that's not fucking true because everyone's fucking different. I'm, I can't believe you forgot that from K4, literally. Okay, let's make that into a song. So that was an example of like how Dead Man got created through my creative process. So- Wow. It so sounds like, yeah. very therapeutic. It honestly is. It's oh. so like, it's nice. I, I enjoy that. Like, I necessarily just like let the shit like come to me at the right time. Yeah. Versus like trying to search for it. Do you, you know? do you all, do you always go for the to unpack while writing? No, no. Sometimes, sometimes it's purely like, bitch, I'm fine as fuck. (laughs) And usually like that starts as like, or I don't know, anything along those lines of just like, I am, I feel is usually more like, it's just more sound feeling. Like this sound makes me feel like I'm ready to move those hips on the fucking floor. Like, and just like feel real comfortable about just like my fucking my fucking sexy ass anywho. A few days ago, I started like making a song just because like I really was fucking with the way my tattoo looked, and I was just starting to like conjure like the fantasy of just like what the tattoo like you know means or reminds me of. And there's just feel good stuff within that too, you know. Like, it all isn't just, like, fuck, like, I feel all these really pent-up emotions or, like, you know, like, my experience is, like, you know, difficult in such a way. But also just lying the fact of, like, damn, my experience is fucking awesome. Like, I'm so, I I feel fucking great right now. And I feel natural upon all things. So, like, just expressing that, too, is just as, like, equally important. Is your, like, your experience, like, within the music scene and with, like, making these songs that are, like, super apart, like, like, it's, like, a reflection of yourself and, like, trying to, like, have what you're saying be heard, or I don't know, maybe I'm, like, projecting, like, what, what you want your music to be for, but how do you feel about being a, like the local scene in Milwaukee being so dominated by cis people and heterosexual people. Well, like, does that affect the way you move like in the community at all, the music community? It does, but like, well, one to answer, like I received that projection one just cause like, I do want my music to be heard. I think just like how other queer and like trans artists within this city want to have their music heard too. 
Um, the one thing I do find, I've found recently that is like a little like irritating is just like having like, you know, a scene dominated by like cis people, like, so like, that's just like a certain, like a specific kind of language to be honest with you. And like, what I'm finding is like, when it comes to like, you know, integrating or like, you know, profiling, like, you know, other artists that don't fit into that, it becomes, the approach changes from like, you're an artist to you're a charity case in a sense. And that is something that just is like, I feel like can be a little dismissive because there is like the lens of like, yes, I am like a queer artist and like, you know, like I don't necessarily like appeal to mainstream sensibilities, but also us being there, I think helps shows that, well, one, the mainstream sensibility that this cis dominated ass like environment has is quite dated and that it needs to make space and make room for queer artists because we fucking belong on those stages as well. You know, like we belong yeah. on the stages of like summer solstice, you know, we belong on opening or even fucking closing acts at fucking Summerfest to just show that like that, you know, just fucking cis people performing or, you know, like having showcases isn't like, you know, the ultimate like taste of what like Milwaukee music looks like. Because going back to the charity case point, if you if you don't appeal to those sensibilities and just be like, thank you. Like, you know, I know you usually don't do this, but you know, like, I thank you for taking a chance on me. If you don't accept that role, then it becomes honestly like, like, oh, it's not amusing anymore. And that's the bullshit that I fucking hate to see because it's just like, there doesn't need to be the guise of any of that to allow me into your space. You mm-hmm. it, it, ha- it doesn't have to be any of that. Like, literally, we're fucking here. <laughs> we're fucking existing with or without your permission. So, like, why not put us on your stages? Am I, and, and if the fear is like, oh, well, attendance, then you have ridiculously underestimated the amount of, like, People here who love queer music, who make queer music, who want to see each other up there. So, like, that should not be a concern. However, just some of the conversations I've been having has just been on those levels and just, like, it's a little irritating. Yeah, what a, like, horrible like feeling and like position to like when people are like oh my like it's like it's so amazing that you like do this okay I'm gonna need you to back up I need you to just stop like (laughs) I need you to approach me like a human being please like firstly like please stop trying to make me into this fucking like cabbage patched kid right now like stop it like stop it I'd say it's almost like a respect thing as well totally it is Oh, it absolutely is. They're scared, Flowers. I know they are. And I'm like, literally nobody bites. <laughs> we just trying to fucking dance, bitch. What are you but even afraid of? Flowers, we do fucking bite. If that's one thing that if trans people are going to do is that we're going to kick some fucking ass. 
I know, but not unprovoked. Other than that, we are all smiles. Of course. I'm just saying unprovoked, you know. How do you cultivate self-love and respect? That's a trans Um, By embrace, honestly. Embracing, like, what's present and and what's not, too. Um, personally, and I really don't try to talk about it too much, just because I know it's something I have to work through. But I honestly, like, suffer a lot of, like, dysphoria. And, like, sometimes it really just be throwing me off. Like, you know, when I was mentioning earlier, like, I try to feel like that bitch every day in a constant effort. And, like, a part of that uphill battle to, like, really make that, like, just to really feel good is just to, like, embrace the fact that, like, some things are not where they where I want them to be right now. Like the bottom ain't necessarily what I want it to be. The top ain't necessarily what I want it to be. However, I am already in the know and I'm already in the onus of myself. So, you know, like they say, like, those surgeries are affirming those surgeries aren't like necessarily Mm -hmm. like aesthetic, you know what I'm saying? So like in knowing of that, that I'm in pursuit of getting those things accomplished and to feel like, you know, fucking right within, like with myself and feel that, you know, level of euphoria, I have to embrace the fact that like those things are already there. And so like, this is like why I call my like pussy my pussy. Because it's already there, it just ain't, it ain't physically there, but I know it to be there. And I like embrace that. And I don't like slander myself or I don't like, you know, I don't hearken on myself. Some some days too, I don't even try to fucking hide it because I'm just like, I'm already there, like mentally, you know, I've been there mentally. Yeah, that's such a good way of like having that explained like those like surgeries or like different physical things like even like the id card or stuff like that like things that are affirm like they affirm but even without Mm -hmm. them it's there like to reiterate what you're saying like it's there you know it you have it that's it all right time for to make this a little bit livelier livelier um yeah it is time for our rapid fire question round where oh this is hot okay yeah (laughs) Yeah. i'm shook yeah you ready to be in the hot seat girl yas uh 60 seconds please okay on your marks (laughs) yeah get set go what is your sun, moon, and rising? Uh, Taurus, Leo, Gemini. And one more, how does it feel to be a Taurus? Hungry. <laughs> <laughs> 808, yay or nay? 
Yay. Very yay. Favorite flower? Um, Gardenia. Ooh. Favorite anime? Fuck. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <that's> <laughs> shit. Shit. Um, uh, honestly, Serial Experiments Lane has, like, taken me over. Um, to me, that is my favorite anime right now. Shit's incredible. <laughs> Favorite swear word? Bussy. That is time. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Literally, like I was like on the teeter, being like, "Is that a swear word?" And like, just I internally want that to be. <laughs> I mean, I was like, "Okay, okay, yeah, bussy." <laughs> I want to kill the clock. <laughs> <gasps> yes it's been so great having you we're gonna hit you with one more one more question flowers okay chocolate let's do it who are you loving ah, who are you loving out loud this is for a chance for you to shout out anybody that you <gasps> okay shout out shout out auntie angel that motherfucker makes some amazing fucking Fucking beats. Oh my fucking god. I would you are so great. Um shout out Skeleta. I think they're in like Texas, but they're like an awesome like goth reggaeton like queer artist. They're also trans. She's fucking amazing. Um shout out, shout out they them come. Oh, I miss you, baby. I miss you, baby. Shout out Mikey. I just got a chance to read Black Girls Silence and that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm floored off of that shit, honestly. Like, I have not finished it, but it's so good so far. Shout out my sibling, the twin flame, my brother Naeem. Um, you're fucking amazing. You're a great artist. Um, you also inspire me daily. Shout out fucking Eric, aka Matt Mons, aka Bad weather, aka that sexy motherfucker in front of Arby's, aka that motherfucker who just gonna take me out one night after after I leave the Arby's after picking me him up. Literally, I love you, baby. Shout out Kenzie. Shout out, shout out the Pillsbury Doughboy. I don't know what it is, but you fine. And like, shout out, shout out Alex. Shout out L. I love you. Um. Shout out Jeannie, shout out JJ, and shout out B Fly Radio for letting me be on here and talk y'all ears off. Yes. Oh, thank y'all for having me. You look amazing. I'm so glad to have you. Any things that you would like to affirm out there or anything that you would like to just put out into the universe for manifestations, libations, just, you know, like. Absolutely. What's that, Flowers? Tell us. Three things. One, one, my friends are going to get they shit. They going to get what they rightfully deserve. They going to get the cash they deserve. They going to get the gender affirming surgeries they deserve. They're going to get the housing they deserve. They're going to get the love that they deserve. 
Two, I'm also going to receive those same things. I look for that in my day-to-day life. I, I lust for that shit in my day-to-day life. And three, this next album is finna kick fucking ass. This next album people fucking dance to. And I will be like a full-blown fucking fa- fairy. I will be a fucking fairy because I am a fucking fairy. And that's it. Wow. Cheers. <laughs> really, bro. That was- Ooh. Ooh. One more. Four, I get the Michelin Man's number. <laughs> That's the last affirmation. <laughs> you have any affirmations, Grace? I am going to keep it simple and have the affirmations be the Everyone just gets really good sleep mm-hmm. with this early sun setting situation we've been experiencing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's a good one. I love sleep, okay? Like, love just sleeping. Sleep in a nightless realm. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> 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 I gotta bring the color out for that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How about you, Jane? Um, everything that you deserve will come to you in due time. Yes. Yep. It so does. Oh, yes. 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 Right when you forget that you needed it, there it exactly. is. Exactly. <laughs> You'll even forget that you asked for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is so true. Holy shit. Well, thank you so much, Grace. Thank you so much, Flowers. This has been a lovely, lovely evening with y'all. This was a very, very great Monday. I, I love Mondays. I was born on a Monday. So, like, another reason for me to say... Happy much. <laughs> We're all beautiful. You're beautiful. We appreciate you putting on a fabulous beat face for this. We love it. We appreciate it. We adore it. Thank y'all, darlings. I appreciate it so much. Oh, I am about to go in this backyard and imagine some pretty cool stuff. Good night. Stay queer. Stay safe. Hell yes, darling. Stay safe, darlings.